Turn on your rocket with me. You are not tuned in to Flavor the Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pacum on this thing. This has been Joy. Hey, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? This is your boy Q from Chopping Up with Q and the Critical Dub Network. And you are tuned in to the Flavor with the Yeah. It's official, man. Now here's your host. D-Bugs. Let's do it. It's that time, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuning in to the Flagrant 2 with the big homie D-Murf, where I always, I mean literally always got something to say, verbally or even non-verbally. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I have another guest with me. This guest right here is the host of a dope show that is just bomb. And also, this host gets to tame two alpha men, which I don't know too many other women in the podcast game that's able to do it. For those who do know this lady, and for those who don't, I have Miss Autumn from We Got the Jazz. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to kick it with the big homie. And, of course, um, my yeah. pleasure. Oh, absolutely. And also, listeners, the month of April, hashtag her pod. So I'm definitely privileged to have a, a lady, not only a lady that knows what she's doing, but like I said, she knows how to keep two men in line. So shout out to you, <laughs> Autumn, for the month of April and hashtag her pot. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, listeners, uh, April is uh, definitely a good month to celebrate our women podcasters across the country and just um, what they bring to the table. And like a guy like myself to help me, I'm sure get some gems on how she does it. Um, this lady is, like I said, not only is she a podcaster, she's educated. She 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 knows a lot, and, and she'll explain and talk about what she does more. So, on that note, Miss Autumn, can you just ex- just introduce yourself to the world? Okay, hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Autumn. Um, like D Murph said, I am the. I guess creator of the podcast, We Got the Jazz, and I'm also a co-host. It's a podcast that I host with my friend Ryan and my brother Sean. And yeah, that's about it. Once a week, we get together, we record. It's called We Got the Jazz because it's a lot of jazz talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, for all listeners that don't know, that's part of the intro. You know, I don't sing. That's why I was kind of humming it. But anyway. That is so funny. Yes, it's it's funny. I was talking to a friend, and she was like, even though I know that's not you singing, I always think it's you because it kind of sounds like how you might sound if you were singing. But the singer is actually... um, my best friend, she is a singer and a songwriter, and her name is Reese Palmer. And I just knew, like, when it came to the theme song for the show, I had to have her. So we collaborated and um, wrote a song together. Wow. And Reese recorded, and she also put me on to the, the track that's playing. It's a song called Goodbye, Dearest Felicia. Okay. <laughs> and Bye, Felicia. Right, right. <laughs> and there's a producer who goes by the name of DJ um, Jay Bishop. And he's based in North Carolina. Mm. He has a lot of dope tracks out there. 
um, available on Bandcamp. And I listened to some of his music and it was hard for me to choose which track I liked. But because I'm a huge fan of 90s R&B, I heard that song and I was like, okay, this is it. So I reached out to him and I was like, I love this track. Wish a fee, (laughs) and he told me what it was gonna be, and I was like, "That's reasonable. That's fair." And so, you know, we we talked it out, and he agreed to allow me to use that track. And then Reese and I collaborated and came up with a song. She wanted me to sing. She was like, "You should sing too," and I was like, "No, you you're the you're the singer." Autumn, are you a singer? (laughs) So I am not a singer. Okay. But I can carry a tune. So one of the reasons why my best friend and I know each other is because we went to the same church. And we were both in the choir where my mother is Mm. was the choir director. Oh. And my mother sings. My mother has an absolutely gorgeous voice. Um, So I've always been around musically inclined people. And I've always, you know, been a person who sings. But I would never like put myself in the category of being a singer i'm just a person who sometimes sings some things well okay so what about karaoke (laughs) what about karaoke you 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 pretty good on karaoke i'm so nervous when it comes to doing anything like with public speaking or being on stage in a but in front of a bunch of people so in my head, I would be so dope at karaoke. But then when it's time for karaoke, I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't, no. Now, Autumn, <laughs> now for my listeners out there, they rocking with the big homie. They like, Merv, I need you to ask this question. How can a podcast host who potentially can have live shows in front of people get nervous to sing? Easy, easy. I think <laughs> I don't think people realize so many podcasters are introverts. Because when you think about it, it's perfect. Because I think when people think about introversion, they think about, oh, this is just a meek, timid, shy person. But that's Mm -hmm. not what an introvert is. People who are introverted are actually just um, more energized Mm -hmm. by solitude. People who are extroverted, you know, they're energized when they're out and about and they're around a bunch of people. And introverts might enjoy that as well. But we really get our energy by just being alone so podcasting is perfect for introverts because we can connect with people on our own terms mm. <laughs> we don't have to be around a bunch of people you know you could, like i do my podcast from my dining room mm-hmm. and wow. then that's it after i record i don't have to talk to anybody all right fellas <laughs> ryan sean get out the crib I, I need to be by myself i got things to do tomorrow <laughs> So Ryan, Ryan is in Pittsburgh. So oh, okay, and okay. I'm in Baltimore. Okay, so Ryan's always going to Skype in. But if Ryan were in the area, he could be here, and it would be fine. It's, you know, because that's another thing. Like I, I'm such a personality type nerd. Like I'm really interested in the Myers Briggs um, typology stuff and where people fall into. Like, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? What type of introvert are you? What type of extrovert are you? Mm. So the category I fall into, like we're probably the most extroverted of all introverts. Um, so that's a thing. But yeah, with Ryan, he's in Pittsburgh. So we Skype in. Sean is really down the street. Like, he, he, he <laughs> Look, just in case, you know, uh, bro need to come through. He got your we back. We live less than 10 minutes away from each other. But I don't like, I mean, we both work. We both have regular jobs. So right. I don't want to be like, hey, you just got off work. Now come to my place and record a podcast. Are you so the oldest? Like, 
I am the oldest, but we're just like a year and a handful of months apart. But you're still older. Um, so, little yeah, brother, I, get your butt over here and let's record the show. <laughs> I don't like to do that. I don't want to do that to him. I like to give him the option. So, I'm just like, if you want to come through and record, you can. Oh. Or, if you want to stay at home and just use the dial-in, you can do that, too. It's up to you. I'm just appreciative that he's uh, agreed to do the show because he has a life. He's busy. He has his regular, traditional nine to five right but sean's also an actor oh okay yes auditions and then when he gets apart like he has he's got stuff to do so and i just kind of uh he just happened to be a part of the podcast well i say happened to he's a part <laughs> of the podcast I, I didn't i volunteered him i was like sean yeah every time you're on people love you because yeah. he's really funny yeah, so I was just yeah. like, I, I need you to be on the show. So you're you're going to be on the show going forward. And he's really chill. He's really cool. He's like, all right, okay, sis, whatever you want. And, and I know I'm sure sometimes he's probably like, oh, I don't feel like doing this podcast. But he's, <laughs> such a, he's such a good sport about it. And I really appreciate that he's allowed me to just drag him in to podcasting, <laughs> even though this is not necessarily his thing. So I don't want to take it a step further and be like, and you must report to my home <laughs> promptly <laughs> i'm just like no you could you wherever you want to do it it's cool it's up to you well you're a nice big sister autumn that is dope and also he def he definitely adds a dynamic to the show because he is hilarious sean is so i don't think the world needs to know how funny my brother is that's you another know. that's like a, my little that's part of my plot as a part of my plan mm. like he's always getting something that's like you know police officer someone who's in the military so is he um, like muscular well he's very t he's tall okay and he looks good in a suit oh so I feel like he has okay gotcha, to put gotcha. Anything on him and he's also very handsome and then he has this very deep gravelly voice so i think the combination of that mm. it just makes people you know if someone's looking at his reel or you know they're interested in having him audition for a role it's mm -hmm. like that combo makes them think of you know, someone who works for a corporation or someone who's a cop or whatever. So he gets a lot of that stuff. But he's funny. He's so funny. And I was asking him, like, how do people get the funny roles? He's like, I have no idea. Because yeah, yeah. when they reach out to you, you know, you're with an agency and someone reaches out to you. It's, you know, you just kind of go into the audition that's been set up. So. Right, right, right. You really can't handpick what you want because it depends on right. you know, who, who calls your agency for potentially the spot or the position, the exactly. spot you have. Yeah, exactly. So this is for me. This is my way. I'm like, the world needs to know how funny and dope my brother is. Good. So we need to expand things. I really my goal. I don't know if it's his goal, but like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like a woman a woman listen if they see the potential in you they gonna make something happen they got a master plan i just throw that out right. there for the i mean i'm just saying and my goal is i need i need my brother to have like a, a recurring strong role on the show atlanta mm. he's perfect for that show <laughs> so i'm like it's gonna happen and he's like okay sis he's just i'm sure he thinks i'm crazy Speaking i'm like it it's into going existence to Exactly. I'm go. putting it in the universe. My brother needs to be on Atlanta. He would be perfect. Perfect for that show. He's so funny. He's so dope. I know he would gel with the rest of the cast. So and not just Atlanta, some other shows, but mm -hmm. I just like I really I love my brother and he's talented. Aww. And I just really want him to 
I just want all of his, you know, actor dreams to come true. And I think, like, I don't know if everyone knows. So we didn't grow up together. Mm, we have okay. the same father. We have different mothers. We also have a sister. So we were all raised by our moms. Mm-hmm. And so I think just the fact that I grew up as an only child and, you know, I knew I had a brother and we would get together when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like me missing out on the whole sibling experience now as an adult. And we live like right down the street from each other. Right. It's like all that stuff that I feel like I missed out on when I was a kid. It's like it's happening now. And I'm like, Sweet. oh, my God. I love <laughs> and he's better than your brother and your brother and your brother. There you go. And so, <laughs> yeah, I just, like I'm. Such a cheerleader for him. I love him. He's the best. That's good. That's good. Now let's switch it over to Ryan. How did you guys meet? Talk talk Ryan. about how you guys linked up. Okay, so this is really funny. So I haven't told this story, but uh oh, welcome to the flagrant two, ladies and gentlemen. Where guess what? You get the good juicy information. Go ahead. Right. So years and like years ago, I think it might have been like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I was living in Pittsburgh. I just came back to Pittsburgh because I'm from Pittsburgh. And I was living in New York. And I moved back to Pittsburgh and was working. And I was meeting up with a friend. And that friend was hanging out with Ryan. Mm -hmm. You know, Ryan was just there. And we were all talking. And things were cool. And just never thought anything of it. And then months later, I was out with my cousin. And it turned out that Ryan and my cousin were friends. Mm. And I was talking to my cousin. I was like, girl, I think I know him. And she was like, Ryan? I was like, yeah, I really do think I know him. She's like, what? Well, like from New York? Because he's not from New York. He's from New Orleans. And I was like, no, I think I know him. So she (laughs) told him. She was like, hey, my cousin thinks she knows you. And she described what I told her about, like, you know, hanging out with him and the other person. Mm -hmm. And Ryan was like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. I remember you. So it just went from there. And um, we just kind of been cool ever since. And then last summer, um, my cousin and Ryan were in the area. And we all got together and went to brunch. And I had just done an episode. It was one of my earlier episodes when I wasn't, I didn't have a Mm co-host. I was interviewing my friend. So I did an episode with my cousin. And then we got together with Ryan. And we were talking to Ryan about the show. And Ryan was like, hey, you know, maybe I can do an episode. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So Ryan and I did an episode. And it did really well. Like, it was one of our, one of the best episodes so far. Like, people still tune into that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Ryan hit me up and he was like, so how's the, sh- how's it going? How's, you know, as far as like listens and stuff, I'm mm-hmm. like, people are listening, people seem to really like it. He was like, yeah, I'm getting the same feedback. Everybody says we have good chemistry. And then he was like, ha, maybe I can be a co-host. <laughs> and I was like, but like, seriously, do you want to be a co-host? Cause I always wanted to have a co-host. Right. But I just couldn't find anyone who was able to allocate the time consistently to do right. a podcast. So Ryan was like, I can do it. And I was like, all right, cool, then let's go. So, yeah, we started hosting together, and eventually my brother came on, and now we are a trio. Wow. And it's dope. It's it's a lot of fun. So how did you come up with the name? We got Mm. the gas. Okay, so it was partly inspired by A Tribe Called Quest. Hey, there we go. Yes, partly inspired by A Tribe Called Quest. We got the jazz, we got got the jazz. jazz. (laughs) Yeah, so okay. And then I like I know me 
and I know my personality and I have a like I always say I have a galaxy of ideas in my head mm -hmm. so it was hard for me to like pinpoint what I wanted the show to be about mm -hmm. so I was like let me just call it we got the jazz because it can you know it'll it'll be jazz talk it is opposed to you know jazz musicians get together and, right. they, have and they don't necessarily know what they're what music they're gonna play right. but they're all talented people when they get together they know it's gonna be dope and it is right so i was like okay we'll do the same thing with the show it'll right. be a verbal jam session as opposed to a musical jam session right and so that's how i came up with the name and it's also in conjunction so before i started we got the jazz i had a blog mm -hmm. it was like me taking baby steps towards i don't know doing whatever <laughs> but you knew you was making an effort to something yeah, and I wasn't really sure. So before I started the podcast, even though I knew I wanted to do a podcast, I was very uncomfortable with putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. So I had a blog, and I still have the blog. I just don't write as much as I used to because the podcast keeps me really busy. True. But the blog is called INF Jazz. Oh. Um, and that is tied to my myers-briggs personality type which is an infj so i was like okay i'll call it inf jazz because it's just going to be all of my random thoughts coming together i like <laughs> how you put all that together that's good that is very creative and that honestly wasn't intentional like i came up with inf jazz because i thought that was cool and then i came up with we got the jazz and then later i was like oh those two things kind of tied together exactly okay <laughs> we'll just go with it we'll just go with it yeah Wow, that's good. How long have you been podcasting as a whole? Ooh, I started last year, late June. So late June 2016. Okay, okay. That was okay. the first episode. Hey, and she's still <laughs> moving and grooving. Still going. Jazzing it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That's dope. That's dope. And it seemed like a lot of the podcasters that I've been fortunate to link up with They've started a lot in 2016. Yes, I've noticed that. Everyone that's, you know, part of the pod squad, we right. all win. Like everyone kind of started around the same time, yep. which is interesting. I almost feel like destiny that we all kind of started around the same time. Right. And we all have the same um, mindset as far as supporting each other. Right. Right, right. All want each other to be successful. Yeah. And nobody sees, no one looks at a win for another person as a loss for themselves. Right. So it's beautiful. Like it is. I, I heard that the the podcast community is small, especially small when it comes to podcasts featuring people of color, right, or women. So it's it's cool to experience it. I'm like, wow, it's really true that it's it's small, but people are really supportive. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I've experienced positive energy and connections since i started podcasting and i didn't really know what to expect when i first started and people were listening to the show mm -hmm. and connecting with the show and like reposting episodes at first i was like what what why are you reposting this you don't, even know <laughs> you don't know nothing about my show right. i was like you just you you retweeting for retweets you right. following for follows what yep. is this about yep, there but you then, go <laughs> But then I looked and I'm like, well, wait a minute. This person already has a following. Mm -hmm. And then I listened and I'm like, this person already has a dope show. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so this isn't this isn't like the, there's no ulterior motive. Right. People are actually just like being genuine. And that was just so dope to me. And it just it was very heartwarming, actually. Yeah. So it, it made me feel more comfortable with 
podcasting and connecting with other people and it's right it's been such a good experience i'm really grateful right right and i like to add to that too autumn i feel the same way because i started in august of 2016 and i talk to more of the podcast family than i do my own family yeah, I mean, because you're doing so much, you're doing so much podcasting, and you're online, you're connecting with folks. And right, right, right. So, no, it's definitely a, been a blessing yeah. for sure. And the podcast family, you can they they can relate to your experience. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with like, that. Like, even makes if sense. you, even if you have family and friends who are supportive of you, if they're not podcasting, they don't necessarily know exactly. Like, you know, the <laughs> tiny little things that you're yeah. What is what all takes to be a podcaster? behind the scenes exactly. yeah, yeah. people for the most part people are just like oh you're doing a podcast and that's so great let <laughs> me know when i can listen <laughs> yeah. which is dope because you know if they're not podcasting there's no reason for them to know what goes on behind the scenes so even though it's like great you appreciate that support it's even better when you have people that you can connect with who yeah. are supportive and they know yeah exactly <laughs> what's what is, going on oh yeah what it takes what it's like to good to bad and everything else missing out on sleep <laughs> yep, yep. Guess, I know uh, people scheduling like, why are you always tired yep. why are you tired it's like i have a podcast but all you're doing is talking no no that's the easiest part exactly you gotta edit and depending on if it was a part of the show that you felt like it was off topic you gotta make sure that's off or it's just or if you have a guest that said they was gonna schedule to be there on your show and they reneged or backed out, it's kinda like, Oh <laughs> man, it's just, so it's a lot goes on behind the scenes. So on yeah, that note, I, thank you yeah. for being on the show. The flagrant two again, thank you very much. My pleasure. <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell the listeners, Autumn, that I had a homework assignment. So when me and Autumn <laughs> spoke you know, one, I'm just going to listen to what we talked about. I, I definitely reached out to Autumn and just told her. And this was uh, about a month and a half ago, actually. And, I mean, I've definitely uh, will hear the show a lot. But I was like, you know what? And shout out to Q, Mr. Simpson out there in Dallas. I heard I heard a few of their episodes. And I said, man, I think I want Autumn on my show. So I reached out to her. I, I know she's an educated woman. She didn't even talk about her education and, and what, she, you know, what she went to school for and even what she does now. So if she want to talk about it, she can, but I'm not going to go there. So, but, you know, as <laughs> far as like dating and relationships, I know, uh, you know, Miss Autumn has definitely some good things to talk about uh, in regards to those topics. And one of the things we both agreed on was this particular documentary called The Mask You Live In. And it's a it's a basically a documentary that follows boys and young men as they struggle to stay true to themselves while basically going through the ups and downs of masculinity and just defining masculinity. And um, some research shows that compared to girls, boys in the U.S. are more likely to be diagnosed with a behavior disorder, uh, prescribed some type of stimulant medication. Drop out of school Any type of violent crime Or binge drink Or basically it's a lot of negative feedback And hey Shout out to the dog He wants to give oh, it Oh you, know, you heard it, it. Encore I was going to say maybe Boo boo <laughs> Good Mommy's doing the show This is how See I can tell There's a difference between Whenever there's someone So in my apartment building uh, If there's someone out in the hallway Yeah I can tell Yeah Because he is He's he's a good little guard dog in that respect. Oh yeah. But he just he just barked and then ran over to me. There's nobody out in that hallway. That he wanted to say, thing. "What up, big homie D Murph?" 
Exactly. <laughs> what up, dog? And, and that was also his way of saying, Mommy, <laughs> where's my acknowledgement? I see you over there doing stuff. Yeah. Your <laughs> hands are not your hands are not on my belly. So what's up with that? What up, He's, dog? What's your dog's oh. name again? His name is Kuzia. It's spelled K-U-Z-Y-A. It's a Russian name. Oh. I didn't I didn't name him. So I got him last February. It was a very gotcha. sweet. Mm-hmm. adorable family mm-hmm. and they didn't want to let him go but there was just so much going on with them they didn't have they just didn't have the time to give him attention mm-hmm. and the love they felt he deserved right. so i happened to you know come across the posting for him and i oh. went to visit and as soon as i got there as within like minutes he was belly up and he really liked me. So they were like, okay, well, I guess you're the one. We we were going to eventually have to let him go. We were waiting for the right person. And I guess it's me. So yeah, it's it's the two of us. We're we're a family. You say it's Kuzia? Kuzia. Yeah. So there's a little cartoon. Mm -hmm. It's an older cartoon. I guess it's a Russian cartoon. It's claymation. It's about this little like, spirit that comes and protects the home mm. and brings it good fortune good okay the cartoon is funny because the little character kuzia like he's a mess <laughs> like he's dirty his hair is all over the place he does whatever he wants to do he's adorable and you just kind of have to go with it so now that i have him and i watch a little bit of the cartoon i'm like now i get why they it named makes him sense kuzia. it's perfect <laughs> Because he came to my house and took over, and he doesn't want to be clean, and he does what he wants to do. Hey, sound like a man. <laughs> he well, he is a male dog, and he does not go. like when men are here. He loves women. If like one of my female friends comes over to hang out, yeah, he's jumping on him. He's all excited. Ah, play a player. <laughs> exactly. But if a guy like say someone comes over to do maintenance, yeah, or installs like someone from the apartment complex comes through to like change a filter or whatever, he does not like men. Now he'll get used to them. Like right. for example, my brother, he loves oh my gosh, he loves Sean. I feel like he kind of <laughs> shades me when Sean comes over. Initially he wasn't really feeling Sean. He didn't bark at him. But now when Sean comes over, I'm like, Oh, so I don't exist? That's fine. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, that's, uh, he's my he's my boo boo, and he's an unofficial co-host. Hey, well, I appreciate the shout out too. You know, so uh, now uh, definitely, I'm gonna <laughs> add that far as the description. We had a surprise guest yes. introduce themselves to the flagrant too. Kuzia, and he's spoiled. As long as I'm petting him and I have my hands on him, he's good. He's not making a sound right now. Hey, Kuzia, <laughs> at the end of this show, send me an email, man. Give me some tips on how I can get spoiled like that. The big homie can take some notes on that. You know he, what will. <laughs> he will. I bet he will. He's uh, smart. He'll find a way. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> so um, I was talking about the mask you live in, and that was something right. that I'm, I'm definitely glad you introduced my way. And for the listeners out there that don't know about me, uh, for those new listeners, thank you for tuning in. And for the avid listeners, again, thank y'all very much. Appreciate the support. I grew up without a dad. And this touched me in so many places because uh, my mom had me at 16. So it was kind of like, well, without that male presence, you either going to be dead, in jail, or 
mentally confused, you know, just far as the direction of life you should go and how you're going to be accepted in society. So um, if you could just explain your thoughts on the documentary and then I'll make sure I chime in after you speak. Okay. So the documentary, um, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm like, I'm a pretty empathic, sensitive person, but it, it made me sad because they take you kind of on a little journey from, you know, when boys are born into when they become men. And it just, it's like society tells boys who and what they should be. Right. Yep. And it's like this little small box. Yep. This is masculinity. This is who you are. This is who you can be. And you can't deviate from that. And if right. you do then you won't be accepted by your peers. You'll be thought of as less than. And then there's this component of like women and all things feminine, all things associated with women are negative or bad. So just the documentary really highlight highlights how the concept of masculinity mm-hmm. or at least how we define masculinity is toxic. I mean, and that's where the phrase toxic masculinity comes from. So it's, I mean, to me, it's, it's really sad. It's like men are victims of masculinity and they're also like supporters of toxic masculinity and problems that are associated with it. It's like, it's so complicated. And I'm glad you said that, Autumn, because I, I want to add my two cents in. Um, just as of right now, you know, I have Why Not Sports. Um, of course, the mm-hmm. flagrant two, and then down with the DMs with my dog, Mister Poetry in Motion. It's going Penrose. down with the DMs. <laughs> it's going down, yeah, buddy. So, and I say that to say because I'm surrounded by men and two different type of men, and I've gotten a lot of props and or, or praise and questions on how I've been able to link up and find other men that I can gel with of color. Because of documentaries such as The Mask You Live In, it makes it seem like, oh, well, if you cool with this, you know, this male, that makes you sensitive. Or, or you you know, you can't come across a certain way because that's going to make you look soft or real sensitive. When um, we actually talked about that myself in Penrose, that being sensitive is actually gangster. Because mm-hmm. if you act, if you have a sense of vulnerability or a sense of not responding based on your action, you can see clear or they can say you can see clearly now the rain is gone it's like once the storm is over if you take a step back and look it's kind of like oh if you're being sensitive to the situation or just listening without as a man we're taught to react before we look or listen it's like oh it makes more sense so that's something that's been instilled in us at a young age including myself even though i didn't grow up with my dad just growing up with my uh, older cousins and uncles and things like that especially because i was always tall and then also they wanted me to be you know you know rough and tough and i was like but that's not my personality even right now i'm i mean i'm a big dude i can defend myself but initially that's not my demeanor so it took me a while to learn that balance even as an adult because of how they look at us as men of color so all i can say is that yeah it still is a challenge because you don't yeah. want to be, you know, well, you soft or you you, you acting mm-hmm. like a punk or, or, you know, man, a real man don't do this. A real man don't cry. A real man don't wear pink. 
It's like, well, pink, first of all, is for to support breast cancer awareness. And sometimes because a man, a black man, we have a lot on our shoulder. And especially if we have that friend or that spouse that is there or a family member that we can lean on. Lean on me. Hey, you know, shout out to Mr. <laughs> Clark. It's always right? good to be, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Mr. Clark. That's my dude. That's it's a whole other story right there. You know, speak up for yourself and you're going to have people that don't like you. But if your heart and your intent is right for the people, I believe good men will finish last. So I was going to end it on just overall, you can be able to show your emotion. And, and I believe you earn more respect because that shows that you are human and that it's better to let any of that negative or that concern out. So we won't be holding it in and building up and then years later they're saying we're incompetent or we're not mentally stable enough to where we are on medication or, or stimulants to, you know, make us quote unquote function normal. No, I I feel you and I I agree, you know, sensitive is gangster. <laughs> hey, shout out to Penrose and BJ. No, it definitely is. I think anytime you are staying true to yourself, even though society tells you that you should behave a certain way, I mean, you're, you're fighting back. And being who you are and standing in your truth and standing in who you are is always gangster because it's hard right it's very easy to try to fit in right and be like everyone else so when you decide that hey that's not me and i'm gonna do what i have to do to you know stand firm in who i am right that takes a lot it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of courage and it's it's like two things for me and it's not just me women that i'm friends with Mm -hmm. like it's on one side, we get really frustrated with men <laughs> and how they behave. And it's just like, come on, uh, what is wrong with you? Get it together. Right. But then the, the flip side is that we we still we understand where the behavior comes from. I mean, if you're a man, like I said before, there's a tiny box of, you know, who society says you can be. Right. And everything outside of that gets you, you know, either ostracized or emasculated or, you know, people want to throw things at you like, oh, well, if you're this way or that way, you're not a real man. You must be gay as if there's something wrong with being gay. Like, it's just right. It's so much and it's very complicated. And I vacillate between being very frustrated with men, especially black men. Right. And then feeling sad right. <laughs> for black men. Just like, I'm pissed off because get your shit together. Right. I know you're capable of getting your shit together. Right. And then the other side is, but shit, like, <laughs> no one taught you. Right. I right. should get your shit together. Where do you even start? Like, all you know is what you've been told and what you've learned. So, what do you do? And the whole process of like unlearning. Yeah. And, and it's one, hard work. And it's it is hard, hard work. And I, I want to bring up two Very things. Hard. And, and, and you're right it's very hard i want to bring up two things the first thing is um, i had a job that i worked at and it was multiple companies in one building of course there's me the big homie cheese you know a big guy <laughs> you know real educated yeah. i know how to speak and it was a young lady which is of course she was black you know so it was interesting because my boss i said hey man uh, this other company they actually have this space he was like, well, you can fix it. You a man. Let her know who's the boss. 
I said, uh. first of all, I'm not doing that. Because one, I got a mama, I got a wife, and that's not even in my character. So it goes back to what you're saying. Like society, they kind of put us in this this tiny box of, well, if you don't do this, well, you're not a man. Well, I thought you can handle this. Man, right. I'm in the corporate world. I am a professional. Regardless of if she was black or white or any color, if I come across that I know I can, that's my job. And two, that's not me. So I was kind of like, hey, I talked to the lady. I said, hey, just want to be honest with you. I want to work with you. What can we do? Because I'm uh, looking to use some of this space. Will you be utilizing this? And mm-hmm. actually, just because I was like that, she was like, you know what? I wasn't going to give it to you, but because you were nice, yeah, you can use that spot. I said, well, thank you. That's simple. But I didn't tell my boss that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's that simple because you treated her like a human being. Right. Right. You treated her like, you know, okay, we both work together. We're colleagues. How can we solve this problem? But a lot of times men are taught to dominate and control situations and maybe not look at women as human, but look at women as objects. And I mean, that's a perfect example. You chose to not do that. You chose to say, hey, what's the best solution? Right. This is what I'm willing to do. And, you know, she she probably responded the way she responded because she's might be accustomed mm-hmm. to being in situations where men t- try to dominate the situation. And right. then you come in. And that's not what you're trying to do because you're being true to yourself. And you're right. like, hey, that's not my personality. That's not who I am. Right. Just, you know, what what can we do? Right. And that probably, that's a thing that I've noticed. Like when you kind of spin things on a person <laughs> and you behave in a way that they're just not expecting you to behave. <laughs> and it's, yep. something that's very, it's something that's very positive. Right. You dismantle whatever like um, defense mechanism they have. Like oh, yeah automatic like it just and and that person is sometimes shocked like the perfect example of that is with my dad Mm -hmm. so my dad he's like for me one of the greatest examples of what a good human being should be okay and you know my dad he's like anybody else he's not perfect Mm, (laughs) and growing up he had a tendency to be hard on me because he had a lot of expectations because you know he knows what he's made of and what my mom is made of and i'm their kid so it's like okay i know all (laughs) the stuff you got right why aren't you doing this and why aren't you doing that so one day i can't even remember and this is the thing like that's why i think arguments can be so trivial because the conversation i had with my dad i can't even remember what the argument was about but i do remember the outcome and that's Mm -hmm. what lasted with me so we're talking we had some sort of disagreement and i was pissed and i was like all right whatever fine say what you gotta say and i'm shoot i was young Mm -hmm. and kind of a hothead so i think (laughs) i I probably hung up on him Mm. that's real (laughs) yeah 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 so but I would say about 15, 20 minutes later, he called me back. He was like, Autumn, I I understand that sometimes I can be hard on you. And that is my way. And I'm trying my best to change mm. and grow. And I'm doing that for you because you are my daughter. And I love you. Powerful. And I'm older so I am set in my ways, but I'm asking you to be understanding and work with me because I'm your father. Right. Can you do that for me? Wow. As pissed off as I was, 
and irritated with the conversation we had and was ready to like I hung up on him and when he called back I was like I don't want to talk to you why are you calling me back like calling me back to say some more shit that I don't want to hear that's what was in my head but when he said that like I've said all that to say like he dismantled me Mm. I was just like uh uh, yeah powerful listeners did you guys hear what Autumn said positivity dismantle any type of defense mechanism that she had he punched me in my face with positivity to the point that I could not argue. How mm. could I dispute that? Power. How could I? How, what would what, what would my comeback be other than okay? <laughs> Love you, pops. Love you, dad. <laughs> right, and that for me, that was just another thing. Like I've never. I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm very fortunate that I've. I've. I know, like people have struggles with their parents, right. their mothers, their fathers, whatever. But right. I've. I've never, there's never been a question in my mind. I've always known how much my parents love me. Good. And throughout my life, they've always given me confirmation. There's never been a time where I was like doubtful. So that conversation right there, you know, as an adult, it was just like, wow, like he loves me. I don't know if he does this for other people. I don't know if this conversation would happen with other people. Right. But he's doing this for me. Right. Right. This right. man who is, you know, he's in his, at the time I was, younger so he was in his 50s i'm like this man in his 50s setting his ways is still like growing my daughter. and learning yeah you're my daughter i love you this is hard but i'm still gonna do it for you mm. beautiful yeah shout out to so, you dad shout out to you pops that's dad, what i'm talking about my dad my dad is everything i love my dad so much good. i really do good, yeah good. we we're blessed sean jasmine that's our sister jay um we we have a dope father we really do we really good. do we're great good good shout out to you pops and i wanted to bring up another point as far as like us men how we tend to hold on to stuff as far Mm -hmm. as well i grew up without a dad or i was taught this well as you get older and exposed you know what's right from wrong Mm -hmm. i had some male cousins was like yo d murph you know we grew up in gary man that's all we knew i said yeah i grew up i'm dog we the same age Mm-hmm. But look where my life went And look where you are But 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 I said but what Your decisions I said so you can't say is how we was taught As mm-hmm. I got exposed to different things I started making better decisions So I won't be following the same footsteps After generation after generation Of what was taught When we didn't really get to where We wanted to be Until we made some decisions That was quote unquote questionable but it was a decision that I knew I had to make or this other person had to make to not fall into those uh, those same situations that your uncle and your father and your great you know this generations excuse me after generations had to uh, overcome or still stuck in that one place so there's a lot of men out there and this for my fellas y'all know I got love for y'all the big homie is here for y'all but as a man that's something we gotta let go well I grew up without my mother or my mother uh, this is the reason why I treat women like this because of my mother Granted, mm-hmm. it has some truth to it, but once right. you reach a certain age, you gotta just excuse me, but just piss that out of your system and, yeah. and, find, and find a new uh, lingo and find a new approach to 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 set the set the trend and to set a new standard so you can bring in a, 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 a group of people or a fascinating woman or it's just, just if when your decision think or your excuse me, when your thinking change things around you tend to change. So. Right, and it's I mean it's it's a sign of maturity like you you can you know when you're younger it's okay to say things like that right because when you are younger you are 
in a lot of ways a victim of your circumstances but once you hit a certain mm. age yes ma'am even though it it doesn't feel good you are you are totally accountable for how you respond to situations and right. yes the decisions that your parents made and the things that your parents may have done will impact you right. but you have to reach a level of maturity where you say you know what i can control things because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of us feel like we're not in control of our lives and for the most part you know we're not because you can't control you know if the sun's gonna shine if right. it's gonna rain or whatever but you can control how you handle and respond to certain situations and <laughs> you I love can it. you I always have that choice even if it's a difficult decision and that's something that my father taught me when i was really young and i didn't get it when i was a kid but i really get it now you always have a choice even mm. if it's between two horrible options yep. <laughs> you still have to choose the best of those two yep. and you can you can choose to break the cycle yep maybe your mother behaved in a certain way and that you view women you know the way you view your mother or maybe your father wasn't there and that's all you know like you i don't think people realize that they can create a life that they want what you said earlier autumn it's about what you put in the universe what you put in the universe not what demurf or not what autumn or sean or ryan it's what you put into the universe exactly exactly so you can look at you know well this is all i know and this is what i've learned and you can you can attach yourself to your life experience and you can attach yourself to the story that people have given you because Mm -hmm. you know as we grow up a lot of our a lot of who we are it's not really who we are it's what's been projected onto us Mm -hmm. but if you can reach a point in your life where you're like you know what I'm going to move forward and maybe some of the stuff that was projected onto me is really me. And I do accept that. But there can be a multitude of other things that you can just decide you want to do going forward. Like it's 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 hard because it's very challenging to deny or like maybe reject the things that were projected onto you when you were a child. Right. And it's a difficult process to get through that. But you can get through it. You can. You, you definitely can. I mean, honestly, who I am right now, I mean, people know me as like Autumn and she's smart and she follows rules and makes great decisions and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But if people really knew everything about my life, they would be fascinated by the fact that I turned out the way I am and I'm not like some kind of statistic. But that's because I had two parents. Mm instilled certain values in me and i know in that respect i am very fortunate and blessed and may have some sort of privilege because i do have two parents who encourage me to just be me and make my own decisions like even when i was a kid like the other day i was having a conversation with my mom and i was letting her know i was like i'm really grateful that you you respected me when i was a child because a lot of adults don't respect children. It's just like you're a kid, you do what I say, <laughs> right? And that's right. it. You are to be seen and not heard, and you were to follow rules, and that's that. But right. both of my parents were not like that. I mean, they were always asking me what I thought yeah. and what I wanted, right? And how I felt. And when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> I was like, no. What do you want to do? Right. Right, right. What are you thinking in this situation? And so I know it's hard because if you're conditioned to just kind of adapt to what you've been told to do, 
you may not even know where to start. You may have, I mean, it's sad because like a part of adulthood is not really learning. It's unlearning and figuring out who you really are. Right. And I think if more people were committed to that, it wouldn't necessarily even be like this back and forth conversation about what's masculinity, what's femininity, what should I do? It would just be, okay, this is who I am. Right. And I'm going to block everything else out. I'm going to block other people out and what people think I should be. But like, who am I? Now, Auto, let me add this to the listeners. And, and I want to I wanna just touch on this because we all are unique. So mm-hmm. if I was like the person next to me or trying to be like the person next to me, that's not what I'm here on this earth for. Exactly. And to, to, to what Autumn was saying, listeners, that when you reach a certain point of what you projected or what you're being told, you can, if that's, I mean, as a kid, okay, but as you get older and you got a sense of being or a sense of yourself, it's okay to say, no, I don't agree with that. Just like I told my boss, basically, like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it the way I believe is more approachable. You know, just like mm-hmm. when Autumn's dad, when he actually called her back 20 minutes later and said, you know what? Yes, I'm in my ways. However, I'm still learning. I love And how many dads do you know do that? Not that many. Exactly. How many dads do you know do that? And because fathers and mothers, just in general, parents aren't necessarily comfortable with doing that sort of thing. Right. Because it's like, I'm the parent. I'm in a position of authority. Because you're not willing to do that, you may never get the breakthrough that you're looking Mm. for. Like, I have a tendency to be stubborn. And if I feel like somebody is just not respecting my thoughts and ideas, then, you know, I could completely shut down. Yep. And yep. I could have, me and my father could have then had a dispute going back and forth. It might have gotten to a certain point where we're just not, it could have turned into anything. But because mm-hmm. he made the decision to say, hey, you're my daughter. I love you. I can see how my approach is affecting you. Right. And I don't like that because I don't want there to be a disconnect between us. I'm learning, I'm growing, and I just ask you to be patient with me. That was it. That's a powerful message. Again, listeners, you're never too old to learn and to grow. Never, ever, ever, ever. And I've witnessed it. And people, you know, they can say you can't teach an old dog new, new tricks trick, and yep. get a certain age and they're setting their ways. But I've, I've been fortunate to witness people change that's powerful even in like older age like even like gosh with my grandfather mm-hmm. so my grandfather this is my mom's father he just he he was an amazing person and we lost him last year mm-hmm. last april actually he passed away he he got a tendency to be stubborn <laughs> he's the kind of dude that was just never wrong yeah never wrong about anything and even if he was wrong he would not admit, admit it, to and my it. Grandfather right. and I, we had our issues growing up because you know how my parents raised me to be a you know a young woman who's strong in my ideas and my grandfather just you know he's from a generation that's just like oh you know girls don't do that right but even with my grandfather it was amazing to watch him change i know at one point we had a disagreement and going forward we were not cool hmm. like <laughs> it was just it real was not it was not good but we kind of got past it, but never really talked about what we went through. It was just like, all right, we're good now. Grandfather, granddaughter, hey, love you. Smoochie, smoochie. I'll call you on Father's Day, your birthday, and all that. And I will never forget, before I moved to Baltimore, 
And that was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I went to my grandfather's home and he didn't even know I was going to be there. Oh, so I you surprised there. him. Well, no. So I went. Um, so my grandfather, my grandparents divorced when I was a kid, but my grandfather had since remarried. So I was there with my step grandmother. I gotcha. have to say my mother because it makes it seem like, you know, oh, stuff. but no, like right, I love right. my step grandmother. Right. So I was there talking to her and she's like, oh, your grandfather doesn't know that you're moving to Baltimore. You have this great opportunity. He's going to be so excited. So my grandfather shows up and everything's great. We talk about my move to Baltimore and have like our little mini celebration. And after that's over, you know, I go to my car. And before I can start the engine, before I even get in the car, my grandfather comes out. And he's like, Autumn, can I talk to you for a second? Mm. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this about to be? <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah, Sure. And he said, um, you know, I, I, I've had forgiveness on my heart a lot lately. Right. And I've been thinking about it and listening to, you know, I come from a very spiritual family, Christian family. Right. You know, and if you're not spiritual, you're not Christian, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But that's just where I come from. Mm-hmm. So he was. It helps a lot, though, Autumn. I'm just being real. It does. I mean, <laughs> I'm just being real. <laughs> it really does help. And yeah. so my grandfather was talking about what. Um, you know, had just been on his heart recently. And he was like, I've been thinking about you. He's like, and then I go to work and I come home and I see your car sitting in my driveway. And I'm like, oh, you know, what's going on? Like Autumn's here. So he came out. He, he basically said, you know, I, he said, I just, I want to apologize. Cause we had an argument years ago. He's like, I want to apologize for what happened. Yeah. And I'm asking you to forgive me. Mm. And I want you to know that I forgive you. And as he's speaking, like, I've, I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. Like, he kind of, he was shaking. Mm. And he started crying. Wow. My mind was blown. I'm like, what is happening right now? And it made me cry. And when he said, I forgive you, like, it triggered something in my head. Because I was like, back then, like, when we did have the argument we had years ago i was Mm. young i was still like in my early mid-20s right and my response to him it wasn't appropriate it wasn't respectful i was just kind of going off of adrenaline and whatever and it just like most young people would do that's normal yeah normal but by that age i was like you know in my early 30s so i was just like i you know thank you Mm -hmm. so much and i want to apologize to you because while i you know I don't take back what I said. I do take back the way I said it because right. I should not have communicated with you that way. Right. And we hugged and it was beautiful. And I felt like the energy released, like it was just beautiful going forward. And Powerful. I went home and I was like, mommy, you will never guess what happened. <laughs> and she was like, what? And she, whenever I told her, she, her mind was blown. She was like, so happy. She's like, oh, you know, look at God. And I told, like, so I have a younger cousin and like, he's four years younger than me. We're like brother and sister. And I told him what happened. Mm-hmm. And he was like, sis, sit, like, really? He yeah, where's like, the social media when you need it back then, huh? <laughs> No, we had social media. He was like, Autumn, he was like, dude is never wrong. He's never wrong. I said, I know, right? He's never wrong. He actually told me he was wrong. Now, I'm just saying to make sure you have it on you. Like, hey, can I make sure I have this on social media? (laughs) Right, 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 right. But that was just such, and that stuck with me. And it was so beautiful, like, going forward. 
we were back to how things were when I was a little kid, yeah. like grandfather, granddaughter, and right. we would talk. And it was, I mean, it felt so good. So it was like, you know, even though I'm very sad that he passed away last year, yeah. I felt a sense of peace because I'm like, all that stuff that we were going through, I'm just grateful that it was over and like squashed before he passed away. Yeah. And he left like just a lasting lesson with me. Wow. Someone, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you want to change, you can change. Mm. And if you love someone and you care about someone and your relationship with that person really is of value to you, you'll do what you have to do yes, to, to make it happen. And, you know, I just, I, it's, going forward, like I, I had some great conversations with my grandfather and, you know, I, as much as I miss him, like we all miss him. Right. I love that I have that sense of peace. Right. And I think that sense of peace came from the fact that, you know, yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. You can change. doesn't matter what age. Because my grandfather was in his 70s when wow. we had that conversation. So wow. you can change if you want to. There's I no love it. And this will lead to the last topic that I have. And Autumn, it's been a very, very, very informative, dope show. You brought, <laughs> actually, you've exceeded my expectation and, and okay. i'm not saying i had a lower expectation but when i i ask I, most listeners well most guests that i ask listeners i say hey when you get on the flagrant two can you give us something that your average listener doesn't know and i believe autumn <laughs> just uh knocked it out the park actually a grand slam so i'm just being real <laughs> i did i don't usually talk about that kind of stuff on the show because our format doesn't really allow for that right but. right, right. <laughs> so thank you i'm being i'm for real i am humble i really am and i'm, I'm uh -huh. I, I thank you very much and, and this will lead to the last topic which i it makes sense of why um i saw a tweet from miss autumn it was about a podcast Huh? What did I say? <laughs> no, I'm just like, Lord, what did I say? Oh, no, 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 no. It was something that actually, it got me excited because oh, okay. people people know I, I have a podcast. Well, a few of them. And you was talking about how, um, as far as our community and like African-American culture or just about African-American society, how many podcasters are out there that talks about this subject? And I know Justin Ruff. Shout out to Ruff. Shout out to you, yes, man. Yes, <laughs> Justin is everything. Yeah, I love Justin. Yeah, he's is the like man. the dopest listener. Like he's so supportive. Yeah, VJ, yeah. as well as I am Jackie. Those individuals yes. are. Like, yes. I, I, I want to take a picture with all of them, and I can almost put that with my trophies and my huge accomplishments because those individuals. I don't know how they do it, but I thank y'all. I can't wait to meet listeners like that. Like, right. I cannot wait yeah, to same here. with those people because they really, really keep the show going. They do. But, well, they keep us motivated. Oh, they do. When I look at my SoundCloud, I'll be like, okay, all right, Murph, we got to go do it another week. <laughs> and if you don't know, you I mean, you know people are listening, but when you can actually correspond with those right. people, like right. this actual human who listens to my show, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting Justin right. and everybody. Right. But just, yeah, Justin is dope. Justin. Rough, my man. <laughs> Justin is the man. I'm sorry. I love you, Justin. Yeah, and also, Justin, <laughs> um, I think 
I, if I'm not mistaken, he sent me a tweet out early, and I've been so busy. I know I'm changing the subject just a little bit, but I've been so busy. I haven't been on my social media game the way I wanted to, but I was able to check a few of my notifications on Twitter, and Justin left me a review. Uh, I'm not sure if for Why Not Sports or Flagrant 2, but if it was for Why Not Sports, that'll put me in double figures for what? reviews. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, so, so Justin, thank you very much, much, man, for your continued support. If I'm silent, it's not because I'm dodging you or any of the listeners or supporters. It's just because, and Autumn will tell you, yeah, I work. I've been working for these, the past month. I've been getting out yeah. later than normal. So, but yeah, again, we still here to do a dope show. Work. So can you just explain before again, I get, I get sidetracked listeners. Y'all know how I get, but Autumn, <laughs> can you just explain um, your thought process and your excitement or just your inquiring mind about our um, about the African American culture as far as a, a podcast that's something that you might consider doing in the near future well I was I think I was inspired by um, the creators who are involved with This American Life okay. and Serial and now they have another podcast called S-Town hmm and in listening to it, I just thought they're just when it comes to people and human beings, there are just so many incredible stories out there. People, right. you know, you're just walking down the street and you see someone and you have no idea like what they've been through and what they've gone through. And I really do enjoy the storytelling podcasts. Right. So, um, you know, I don't. I, I can't allocate a whole bunch of time to it right now, but right. ideally I would love at some point to create a storytelling podcast uh. that focuses on the African-American experience. Um, and then maybe hone in on certain cities. You know what I mean? Like I'm in Baltimore right now. I'm from Pittsburgh. So I would love to maybe just find like those real stories right? that are so beautiful and painful and all of that that you know it just because and it comes from the fact that sadly people of color are not seen as human right so i feel right. like doing storytelling podcast of that nature you know it, it, fine i'm not trying to like push like hey see our humanity but right you know, no no you being the, real for our kids to say that i i see our humanity right we are human I'm a person of color and you know, even if I can't relate to your experience, it's very real. So it's just, that's, it's something that, you know, I don't know when I'm going to start it, but I would love to have a podcast that focuses on the black experience and who knows it could turn into, you know, okay, this is the black experience and this is the native American experience. Cause my gosh, native Americans are never right. talked about. We never hear their stories or the, Asian experience in America like what is it like and I know there are things out there that focus on that but you know it's not enough right and I don't hear a lot of podcasts like a lot just in general I feel like a lot of people just don't have a voice right and people want to be heard and I feel like that's you know a lot of the frustration that we have in especially for the younger kids though autumn the younger kids that's here today because they're not teaching what you're talking about in today's school systems Exactly. So, so they yeah. reach a certain age, like you said earlier throughout the show. 
you need to hear about your ancestors. You need to hear more of your heritage so you won't be in that place in the middle of what, quote unquote, society is telling you as a man or a woman what you should and shouldn't do. Or going to history on people that overcame those obstacles and look what they had to fight for so we can live how we live today. So at least that, at least for me personally, that's what keeps me motivating and, 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 and working on being a trailblazer. So my kids and, and younger generation can see that, yeah, it's going to sting to be different. And, and, and not fall into what society puts you as But if you stay consistent And strong enough to what you believe And what those around you put in the universe Or in your atmosphere It's a very good chance You will be you will leave us a solid legacy For years to come Exactly No, I, I, totally, I totally agree with you And I think it's just important to hear stories Even if it's not You know, I mean there are so many stories about experiences in in this country mm-hmm. like historical things that people don't even know about right. I mean, perfect example like growing up you know i learned what my parents could teach me and i learned things in school but i was i think in my early 20s when i learned about black wall street Mm-hmm. My mind was blown when I found out that there was this thriving black community right. in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and then the government, you know, the U.S. just eradicated it just, and simply because it's, you know, it's black folks are doing well. Yeah, that's it. I didn't know about that. No one taught me about that. I didn't know that that was something that existed until I was an adult, which is, you know, it's so sad and you know not everybody has the resources to you know we have parents who know everything about that stuff and even if your parents do you know it's it's hard to just it's kids right. kids are hard to just get them to sit down and go to sleep so i mean <laughs> right. just <laughs> teaching them things that they're supposed to know right. about the black experience it's just a lot so I, I i would like at some point to go in the direction of just highlighting our stories and stories of other marginalized people. Yes. So that, you know, we have a voice. Because that's yeah. that's an issue. Like, when it comes to mainstream media, we know that there is a default. And that default is anything that's not non-white. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> um, and was, I mean, and those stories should be heard and those voices should be heard as well but when it comes to a point where those vo- those voices are the standard and those are the default that's the problem right right well if there's anything so- i can do when that time comes you know i well when i do market and on social media i will definitely uh, be glad to have you on again as well uh, on one of the stories. shows, I know there's some Texas stories. There's got to be some uh, amazing stories that come out of Texas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I do some more research and some more homework. You know, when that time comes. Uh, so, but autumn, I, 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 I definitely. Gonna come, but. Huh? <laughs> I said, who knows when it's gonna come? Oh yeah, but. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it's but but again, like you said earlier in the show, you putting it in the universe. You're putting it out there. Um, you yeah. have a person like me willing to support you because I know me. I still need to grow. So and that's I something thank you. Be good for I me. thank you so much for the support. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And hashtag her pod, fellas. When y'all hear this, y'all make <laughs> sure y'all, uh, especially if you have the opportunity to bring uh, some dope podcasters 
of color or women, give them an opportunity to just be on your show. It, it really is fun. You learn a lot. I know I learned some things about Autumn as well as her listeners. Like, yo, D Murph, <laughs> how did you do it? It's just the timing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and plus, it's late. You know, as late as it gets, most people tend to let a lot out anyway. So I'm just being real, you know. But, but no. Because you're sleepy and you yeah, don't exactly. have your defenses up. So you just get to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. But but no, I I definitely very thankful that you took time out of your schedule to kick it with me. Uh, learned a lot about you. Learned a lot about what you got going on and the the the, the core uh, of what you are today. And uh, just just thank you for just keep doing what you're doing, keeping it within the community. And um, yeah, I look forward to when this show does reach the airwaves of our podcast family as well as the podcast community again because men and women that are hosts of shows it's still organic it's not like oh well Murph took over the show or Autumn took over the show it was a, a dope conversation and it flowed very well so again I really do appreciate that you want to give your uh, just plug your show social media tags before we wrap it up okay um so the show is called we got the jazz we record live on Spreaker on Wednesdays at 7.30, typically, unless something pops up. CPT <laughs> sometimes, it's just how it goes. <laughs> right. Color that's, people that's time for those who That know. is the schedule. Um, and we are available on iTunes and SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um if you want to connect with the show, we are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And the handle is WGTJ Podcast. We, you know, try to keep things consistent across the board so it's easy for people to find us. There you go. Um, and that's it. We're just doing our best to churn out good content, entertaining content. You know, we want our listeners to be engaged. And we, um, oh, our our email address is wgtjpodcast at gmail.com if anyone wants to give feedback or ask questions and then we can also um you can also listen to the show on our website which is gotthejazz.com so we're we're everywhere and listeners (laughs) y'all just heard autumn she's everywhere they're everywhere and while (laughs) y'all chiming in leave those comments coming and also leave those reviews that really helps out a lot. So listen, it I definitely want to help. Put that out so, there. I mean, not just for us. Like you know, if you leave a review for our show, great, that's dope. Thank you so much. But any podcast that you listen to, like if a podcast is your staple podcast, if it's a podcast that gets you through the day that you regularly listen to, like I know it's kind of a nuisance to log on and give you know your little name and leave a review but it really helps the show so if you could take like maybe five to ten minutes exactly i was gonna say about five minutes of your time exactly not just for we got and it's free yes (laughs) and it helps so much because every review you get every positive review you get like that helps you go up in the itunes rankings and that helps you get noticed and right. helps you get acknowledgement and when that comes you know you, you're helping out your favorite pot i mean the podcasts are free people are putting in work yes and spending their hard-earned dollars yes ma'am quality content yep 
monthly yeah. subscriptions, mm-hmm. equipment. Right. If you travel sometime, get. Oh my bad. I want. I want exactly. Vin. No, I promise. All of that, <laughs> and we're doing all of that because we love what we do and we love our listeners. So right. you know, if you're a listener and you're just wondering how you can give back, that quick review that helps because that helps people rise in the rankings. And then you never know what can happen with that because the more downloads you get, the more listens you get. That's when the advertisers want to come in. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can hear, oh, this is, you know, mm-hmm. this episode of Down with the DMs is brought hey! to you by. <laughs> That's what I'm right. talking about. And then no, you get, real. you know, you have this advertiser who's sponsoring a full episode for your favorite show. So you can keep listening for free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give any money. You just leave a review. Five and minutes of your time. Podcast. That's it. I'm saying it's just, you know. That's dope. Support what you love. Support what you love because, you know, it's it's as much as podcasters love, like we love what we're doing, right? But it's still work. You know, it it's, it's it's a full time job. It like is. You, we go to our regular full time jobs and we come home and do another do another full time job. Just like I worked a twelve hour day today. Twelve? Yep. Oh, so did. I you better than 12, me. Twelve hour day, and I'm getting it in with Autumn out there in Baltimore. You know, giving giving another dope show. You know, you better I'm than saying. me because a twelve hour day, I'd have been face planted in a pillow, <laughs> like waking up, like what? But, <laughs> but but Autumn, I'm gonna be real with you though, um, and, I, and like you said about how the system is made. The more they work, they're gonna go home, and not you in particular. But I'm just saying, typically, that's how they think. All right, we took a lot out of them, of them today. That means they're automatically, you know, uh, drawn to us, or they all their energy is to us. And I can't live like that now at my age. I felt like now, I, I, if I'm gonna give them twelve hours, I'm gonna have to at least put in five to six today on what I have honestly, to do. Honestly, you should be giving yourself more hours than you give exactly. In a nutshell, correct. ideally, but it's hard to do that. It, oh, it is. It is. I agree. But if you can reach the point where you can do that, because it's like it's—I mean—it's mind blowing how we're expected to go and work really hard to make money for a corporation, so that someone can sit back, mm. get paid six figures, and then get a six-figure bonus at the end of the year. Yep. And you doing all that, and you might get—if you do get a bonus—if you get a bonus—if. That's a big old if because uh, we don't all get bonuses. But if right. you get a bonus, it's 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 minuscule. It's so it's nothing in comparison yeah. to the people that you're working for. So this is not to say to go to work and then do nothing. You still got you still got to take care of your family because a man that don't yeah. work shall not eat. I mean that's just in and the word. Yeah, do what you got to do yeah. and go to work. And you know if what you're doing for a living every day is not your passion. You owe it to yourself, even if you're not doing the equivalent amount of time. You do owe it to yourself yeah. to do something that you're passionate about, so that you know maybe one day you can grow. And Yay for podcasting! Go to that office every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. You never That's know real. how That's you can. Real. That's yeah. Real. Well, listeners, again, thank y'all for tuning in. This this, this was a, a dope show, as I like to say on Why Not Sports. It was a banger. It was hot. We we <laughs> did what we supposed to do. It's a bump fist. We did our thing. And listeners, y'all know where to find me on Twitter and IG at itsdmurf. Email itsdmurf at yahoo.com. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, he 
Murph, you did it again. Setting trends like you wanted to win. Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins. Connecting dots now with all the pins. We just trying to be good men. Adore my wife and I love my kids. I never let them down, never let them frown. Never let a clown take a crown. Hit me because of brown, that's okay. I got the blood of a king. Saw it in the dream, ain't all what it seems. Try to turn this to fiends. We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all. And stop chasing that thrill, y'all. These beliefs trying to kill ya I'm just here trying to heal ya So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rocking with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So melanin Being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life And that's how we approach ya